Hold please. The naked golfist now driving. Welcome to the Knackered Golfist podcast. I am your host, the Knackered Golfist. Well, it's um, Tuesday afternoon after the end results or the af- after the end of the uh, the Farmers Insurance Open, or as I like to call the Farmers Invitational, or the Andy Williams Invitational, or the Buick Invitational at Torrey Pines in San Diego. And with all the stuff that's happened about Patrick Reed. Um, I was really trying to, uh, I don't know, not really make a, not really do anything with that. And I was, and I was, you know, I made a few comments on Facebook about it. And there was a few people that had some delightful conversation. But um, the whole thing is that um, I've been doing, you know, I was, I, I have a few podcasts that I listen to. I listen to No Laying Up. And I just uh, discovered the Bunkered podcast, which is, which is done by um, two guys from Scotland, and it's just really cool. It's really cool because uh, those guys are from the home of golf, and uh, they uh, they sort of have a different take on a lot of stuff that's going on. But but then again, it's also simple with what's happened, and they really sort of help me understand that um, you know from what they were saying is that Patrick Reed didn't do anything wrong. He followed the rules. He he used the rules to his advantage and he got relief on that number 10 uh sh- on that shot at number 10 on Saturday and he benefited from it but it's it's really a sort of a thing where there's no contrition there's no sort of I'm out here together amongst my other PGA Tour professionals and it doesn't seem right to me, and and from what I've heard, you know, there's a whole CBS uh, take of it, where you had Jim Nance, Nick Faldo, Ian Baker Finch, Frank Nabilo, and Dottie Pepper. They expressed in that telecast first thing on Sunday that uh, you know they don't like what happened. And as far I don't know the rules in in and out as far as a lot of other people do. But if it was me, um, I wouldn't pick up the ball. You know, it, it's it's not. I'm not clutching my pearls at all about this. I just think that in in sort of honoring the people that you're playing with, honoring the other competitors, the other contestants in the tournament, you don't you don't want to you don't want to mess around with that relationship with everyone else because if everyone else sees that you have an advantage on the course, that's not good. So I did a, um, I did sort of a, uh, emotional, uh, recording of myself recapping what happened on Saturday and it was, and it happened right after Reed won the tournament on Sunday. And I was sort of hesitant whether to post it or not because, of all the firestorm that happened, you know, amongst the folks that uh, that frequent my uh, golf page on Facebook, it's the Forge Golf Appreciation page on Facebook. And uh, oh my God, where's my phone? Where is my bloody phone? Holy smokes! I need it for my notes. How silly can I be in this situation? All right, I'll be right back, folks. Hang in there.
All right, I'm back. That's the downside of not wearing your glasses is that you can't see the phone when it's right in front of your face. So, my bad. Hope you didn't have to wait too long. Um, but where I was going with that whole Patrick 3 thing is that I made a recording and I didn't really know if I wanted to post it. I do run a page on Facebook. It's called Forge Golf Club Appreciation. And we have close to... Let me. I'm just going to look it up right now. I just want to be sure... Because I don't want to leave anyone out. Everybody's been so great on that page. I love those guys. There's few. There's a few guys that you know have a bit of a temper with stuff, but you know, hey, it's all good. Um, two thousand four hundred and seven members. So, and I already have a member request. So, if you're a fan of Facebook and you're if you're a fan of historic vintage new forged golf clubs visit this page and you will be inundated with fabulous photos of fantastic forged golf clubs that every one of these members has in their golf bag i'm looking at him right now oh my god this guy there's a guy that that just takes old clubs and he makes them new again oh my gosh mp14s Oh my gosh, these are gorgeous. These are Bob Friend's favorite club, is the Mizuno MP14. Flanagan built putters, did another set. Check it out, folks, on Facebook. My, um, oh man. I I got guys from all over the world that are on this page, and everybody's awesome. Everybody's great. Um... You, I mean, oh, where'd it go? Anyway, so where do I go with this? So come out, come on out to Forge Golf Club Appreciation and really get your eyes focused on some great Forge Golf Clubs because that's where it's at. You know, you're going to be a better golf player if you play with Forge Golf Clubs and you'll be able to buy a set, you'll be able to tweak the clubs a bit better than you would if you bought cast um i am a huge proponent of forge golf clubs and i love them and they're they're fabulous and they are great golf clubs and they are a great way to get better at golf is to own and play a set of forged golf clubs so anyway all that's aside i started a, i started a sort of a uh, a post where you know, this, the whole thing with Patrick Reed started, you know, how do you look at it? How do you, how does it affect you? Is, is, how does it affect the players? How does it affect the CBS sports broadcast? How does it affect golf? And it all comes down to the rules of golf. And there's a lot of issues, and I don't know the rules of golf. All I know is that you have to keep the ball down on the ground you know, there was a thing when I played golf for American River College for two weeks. We asked the coach, are we playing it down today, coach? And he says, yes. So that means you don't get to touch the ball at all other than when you're on the putting green, you know, marking your ball or taking the ball out of the hole. So this whole thing of, you know, lift clean in place and being able to move the ball when it's embedded in some sort of hole that that it bounced into the way Patrick Reed did it I, I I'm not really I'm not a fan of that stuff you know if you're on tour 
you should be able to play the ball as it lies, and you shouldn't get any some sort of fair advantage to to get to get ahead to to make a forty footer per par that he made on ten, and he eventually won the tournament. I mean, he won the tournament by five shots, and maybe that's a testament to his game that week. Even though I'm not I'm not a Patrick Reed fan. You know, I appreciate uh, Kepka a lot more than Patrick Reed. And Kepka used to get on my nerves for hitting driver and lob wedge on every hole. But I, he's really turned the corner on me. And he is a good, he's an upstanding uh, person. And he is a, uh, a guy that isn't afraid to tell it like it is. And he is going to speak out on something like this. And um, there's folks that... Uh, there's folks that have been commenting on the stuff that has been happening and why there isn't some sort of outpouring of other PGA Tour players that was in the same field as Patrick Reed. They haven't said anything after his win. And as far as I know, as far as I know, I heard Brandel Chambly sort of, uh, I guess the word was slaughtered Patrick Reed or something in a, in a, uh, a huge font, a huge article that was written on some sort of website. But, I mean, it doesn't set a good precedent for going forward with golf. And, and it's almost as if you need a rules official in every group now. Because if, you, if, you're, if you're taking it upon yourself to, to do this stuff when you think you have a bad lie... You know, where's the referee on that? You know, it's is it really up to you, especially if you're on TV? You know, if, if you this whole thing of seeing a golfer make a mistake while the person is watching it on TV, that started back in like the 90s. It could have been earlier when uh, CBS got a phone call from somebody that said, that guy moved the ball incorrectly. And, you know, that's not right. And so CBS comes back the next day or something, and they're like, oh, we're, we apologize for this uh, happening, and he was assessed two strokes or something like that. So, I don't know. It's really, you know, people are really sensitive about stuff that's going on. And, you know, social media, what it what it is, and, it, and people just go nuts. So, anyway, I just wanted to, I don't know if I'm going to post what I what I said. You know, I I don't know. What do you think? Do you think I should post it? You know, I haven't, I just got an email today saying that, uh, hello, the knackered golfist. Hope it's going well. You are in 15th place in the golf category in Canada, and I'm in 57th place in the golf category in Australia, and I'm in 89th place in the golf area in the United States. So, hey, that's kind of cool. So, I am a little bit Canadian. My grandma was from Winnipeg. Alberta, I think that's right. Uh, Winnipeg, Alberta, right? Or no, is it Saskatchewan? Oh, I can't remember. I've never. I've only been to Canada once. I've only been to Vancouver and uh, Victoria, British Columbia. Um, and then I had an aunt. Uh, my aunt. There was another aunt that I had that was from. Uh, what's the city that's across from Detroit? It's Windsor, Windsor, Ontario, I believe. So. That's, uh, there is some Canadian in me, so, um, that's cool, and, and I've never been to Australia, I'd love to go, and, uh, I'm, uh, that's cool, thank you for listening, and, uh, America, you know, hey, whatever, <laughs> thanks a lot, but anyway, you gotta be, you gotta be big to be big in America, but, um, anyway, 
I'm in Northern California. You know, I uh, I get to play golf all year round, and uh, I've done I've done a few interviews in the last month. I had an interview with my first and only golf coach. His name is Tim Havoncheck, and he wrote a book called Heaven's Nice Been There Twice, and it's a fabulous, fabulous read. I'm in the middle of it, and I uh, recommend the book to you to find out what your calling is in life and uh, that God has a place for you. And also, I interviewed... Um, a Bob Friend, who used to be on the PGA Tour, and he is he had some great stories about being a member at Oakmont, playing in the U.S. Open, and uh, playing with Nick Faldo and Seve Ballesteros. And he knew Arnold Palmer a lot more than a lot of us do. And he had firsthand account of being with Arnold Palmer. And, and, and Mr. Palmer made a place for Bob Friend at his tournament, and it was unbelievable how, how generous that, that man was. You know, Arnold Palmer was awesome. And he also lived in Rich, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood in Pittsburgh, and so he's a native Pittsburgh. And today's Groundhog Day! Can you imagine that? And I, I still don't know if, if uh, Puxatawney Phil saw his shadow. Let me look at it now. Holy smokes. Pucks. Puxatawney Phil, the Sears Sears prognosticator of prognosticators emerged reluctantly, yet alertly, in Puxatawney PA and said to whatever it is, hear ye, hear ye, on the second day of February 2021, 135th annual trek of the Puxatawney Okay. Emerge reluctantly, yet alertly, in Puxatawney, PA. Oh, come on, come on. In Groundhoggies. When I turned to see, there was a perfect shadow cast of me. Six more weeks of winter. Oh! <laughs> oh, darn it. Oh, well. I'm your weatherman. Anyway, I love that movie. Go see Groundhog Day today. And Bill Murray's a big golfer. It's sad that he's not going to be at the AT&T Pebble Beach Ampro this year. But it's, uh, it's fun to uh, reminisce about Groundhog Day and Bill Murray. And today's Groundhog Day. So, six more weeks of winter. Ah! Anyway, uh, so back to Patrick Reed. Anyway, I have a video on YouTube that I posted. I wasn't going to do an episode tonight. I was just going to study for my test that I have next week. I just wanted to put something out there because I, I hadn't put anything out in a while. I am probably going to have an upgrade in equipment because my uh, birthday is this month. And I'm probably going to sound maybe a a tad better in my podcast uh, episodes. And so look, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to upgrading my sort of podcast and cause I've never made any money doing any of this at all. And I started it back in September and standby folks. I need to put some liquid on the throat. Let's open can. Oh goodness. This episode of the Knackered Golfist podcast is brought to you by Waterloo Sparkling Water. The black cherry flavor is all the carbonation that I need on my tongue to be satisfied. 
and with the lovely black cherry flavor, it's mmm, mmm, good. Mmm. Oh, I love this stuff. And it's available right now at Target. Go check out, go get some Waterloo Seltzer water at Target, and you won't be, you won't be disappointed. Thank you. Ah. So I have a YouTube video out that I posted back on Saturday night. It's a uh, video of a me hitting a Callaway Great Big Bertha 5 metal wood, or it's a 5 titanium wood. And I had, and, and I enlist the services of Mr. Doug Otten, of Doug Otten's Golf Repair, who is in Citrus Heights, California. He does an amazing job with uh, the golf clubs that he works on. He actually refinishes forged irons. And uh, he's a frequent visitor to the Forged Golf Club Appreciation. If you uh, are interested in, in, in uh, enlisting Mr. Otten for services for golf clubs, uh, let me know. Um, his, if you look under Otten's Golf Repair, it's spelled O-U-G-H-T-O-N. Golf Repair in Citrus Heights, California, and he he does a lot of stuff. He's really busy, and he does amazing work, and it's great. So he uh, reshafted uh, my Callaway Great Big Bertha five wood for me, and I took it to the range, and I put a metal, sh I put a uh, a Dynamic Gold X100 shaft in there, and the video is me hitting the club for the first time. And it was a bit, the video was kind of, um, I was a bit skittish out there because the, the range at Hagen Oaks in Sacramento was going to close in the next 15 minutes. And so in the middle of January, they're only open till like 8 p.m. On, uh, on, on every night. And uh, so I wasn't able to sort of, I only got like a medium bucket. My, I really wanted to hit a, uh, a large bucket, but the reason why I went at night was to just see the flight trajectory of the golf ball. Because if I go during the day, even if the sun is behind me at the back of that range, you don't really see the ball as well. And I, I don't really want to do any kind of shot tracking for my videos, because I think that sort of takes away the... Uh, the uh, experience of watching the ball fly. I love seeing the ball fly through the air. Um, excuse me. I'm going to edit that out, I promise. But uh, I love watching the, the ball flight. Uh, there's a few of them that, you know, I'm hitting draws and I'm hitting little fades and stuff. And there was a few, uh, ish there was a few shots that I had where sparks came up off the, uh, the turf mat, the fake turf uh, mat on the range. And so that was cool. I have a little bit of nuance in one of my slow motion uh, bits on the video. So anyway... Check that out. It's at the Knackered Golfist on YouTube, and it's my Callaway Great Big Bertha 5-Wood range session. So check that out. Anyway, what else? What else? Um, I'm looking forward to talking to a few guys uh, from, the, from the Forge Golf Club Appreciation page. And um, like I said, when I get my upgraded equipment, um, I'm hoping that that will happen and it will sound better to all and I will um, be an official podcaster for having the correct microphone and the correct sort of mixing box apparatus that I can use to sort of mix my content and not have to do all this editing afterwards. And so it'll be better. It'll be better. So 
I'm trying to emulate the No Laying Up podcast and probably the uh, any other person that does a proper podcast because I just I have my fan going and you you probably hear my voice echoing around my room and so this I mean I'm using what's called the Tascam DR05 and it's really really good for getting field data or field recordings out in the field but uh, anyway and this apparatus I've made to sort of keep the uh, microphone away from my face and sort of, you know, proper distance away from the mouth while I'm talking. So anyway, what's new with golf? Um, anyway, what else do I want to talk about? What am I up to? What is going? Oh, I'm up to 21 minutes. Holy smokes. So I'm thinking that um, maybe, maybe to sort of add a little bit of content with this episode, I'll probably, I think I want to mix in my uh, my sort of emotional rant of the whole Patrick Reed thing because I'm thinking that I'm thinking it needs to be I, I think I think I I mean it, it really sort of summed up and I think that um, being fresh in my mind I think it was really relevant for the day and for the time so you know there's a lot of folks. There's a lot of fun. you really want to root for somebody to win, especially a golf tournament who's on the PGA Tour. But it really, I've heard the word I've heard the word contrition a lot this week. You know, you know the secret word is contrition. Ah! Anyway, <laughs> anyway, remember that show Pee Wee's Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse? They had a secret word every week, and uh, today's secret word is contrition. Ah! But, uh, you know, that whole thing is that, do you have humanity when you're out there? Or, sorry, humanity. What the heck? Humility is what I'm saying. Oh, Clark Kent had a lot of humility. You know, uh, Mr. White said it so. Oh, you got loads of humility, kid. He is the, he is the fastest typist I've ever seen. Uh, but, you know, you, 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 you have that situation and you put all of your... You put all of this on a volunteer lady who's volunteering for the event. You put it all on her. And if there were more, if there were fans there, they would have been all over him for doing that. They would have been all over him. They would have yelled at him. They would have done all kinds of stuff. And that is really another issue is that you, sh I mean, do you, do you have more officials out there? And it's like, there's the, there's what happened there's what the tour did with their decision that they made. There's the there's the reaction that CBS had to the rule that the that the tour made. Did CBS go overboard? Did they overrule the PGA Tour? Is the PGA Tour running the whole TV broadcast anyway from the PGA Tour compound there at Torrey Pines? You know, is is CBS going to come back on Saturday of the Phoenix Open and say, hey, we'd like to issue an apology? No, it won't be. It's not going to be them because CBS is doing the Super Bowl this week and the Phoenix Open, Phoenix Waste Management Open from TPC at Sox, so uh, Scottsdale. Sorry. From TPC at Scottsdale, they are going to be broadcast by NBC that'll be interesting the 16th hole without any I mean without any fans are fans going to be allowed there they can you can dine out in Arizona you can but you can't here in California but um but yeah 
uh, there's probably going to be no grandstands. There could be no stadium amphitheater there at 16, and it'll just be like 1996 when Tiger hit a sh- No, it'll be 97. 97 when Tiger got the hole-in-one. There won't be a bunch of stuff. There won't be a bunch of people around there. But that place, oh, wow. That's going to be... That's one of the loudest tournaments of the year. People are just going to be nuts not to be able to go to that. Oh. Ah, another sip. But, uh, but yeah, so, so what's going to happen? Is, is, is NBC going to issue the apology furnished by the PGA Tour? Or is it going to wait till the Pebble Beach National Ampro at uh, Pebble Beach when CBS comes back on the air? Is it going to be then? Because all that stuff that Nabilo, or sorry, all that stuff that Nance was talking about with the new rules official that just started on Saturday, I can't remember his name. He was in his job for two minutes and he's faced with this, with this Pactor Reed thing. And he's like, okay. Uh, then I heard on No Laying Up is that the guys that are doing the, the official, or the, uh, the rules official for the uh, NFL, those guys are, are not paid by the NFL. They are retired referees and they're retired officials. So they're going to be, they're going to be more, they're going to be more, uh, how should I say? They're going to tell it more as it is than if you were, if you were, you know, in that other sort of position. So I don't know what, what's it going to be? You know, are we going to get, are we going to get Mark Russell back and have him do something? I don't know. I met Mark Russell once. He's a cool guy, but, uh, you know what's going to happen? What's going to go? What's going to happen going forward? You know, the rules, the rules as they are written. You know, they favor. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to talk about the rules because I have no clue what the rules are. All I know is that you don't pick up the ball, especially during a PGA Tour tournament. Especially, even if the if the ball is embedded, I would. I would call. I mean. I would call for an official, even if it was for this uh, Roseville Amateur Championship at my local course. I would say, um, "What do I do here, guys?" I would I would need an extra pair of eyes at least. I would need an extra pair of eyes. He ha- he w- he was there. I mean, I am no I'm in no position to judge what Patrick Reed did. All I know is that the uproar that happened after that. And it's, it's the unspoken sort of agreement as a golfer that you play the ball as it lies, and that's it. You don't do anything to manipulate the ball, even if it's in a bad lie. You really don't. You, know, you, 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 you take your to you, you open yourself up for a bit more focus by other people if you do that, if you get an advantage. So... I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just a normal guy making his way in the golfing universe. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how I would handle it. If I, I, I would play that, I would have played that as it lies, you know, and he made that putt for par on 10 and see, that's the thing is that another thing is, is that I only watched, I watched that thing happen on Saturday and I saw that thing unfold. I was watching it maybe for half an hour. And then we had to go out and leave for a family outing. And then I came back. And so I missed the rest of Saturday. 
And so Sunday was on, and I only watched maybe 45 minutes of of uh, the broadcast on Sunday, and then I came back and watched the last two holes because of family stuff. And so I didn't see the whole day on Sunday. I would have liked to. I heard the broadcast was really good. I'm glad that that the producer didn't bring in the uh, the CEO of Farmers to do an interview during that troubled time. So. It was really good. That that the views from there were awesome with all the hang gliding and stuff and dogs running on the beach or whatever. No, they showed a lot. I think the for the for the minuscule amount of time that I was watching the tournament, I thought it was good. So anyway, um, I am going. So I think for now, I'm going to say that it's good or I'm good. I'm good. I need to start studying for my test next week. And uh, put some content out for uh, maybe I'll get 14th place in Canada after this one. So anyway, thank you for listening. Enjoy the Knacker Golfist on YouTube. Check out Forge Golf Club Appreciation on Facebook. Check out Doug Otten Golf Repair um, in Citrus Heights, California. Um, what else? And uh, you know, keep it relevant out there. Bring out some old clubs and experience them again. Um, what's cool about my YouTube channel is that there's people that give me comments sometimes and like, you inspired me to bring out my bullseye putter from the garage that has been in there for the last 20 years. You've inspired me to take that out and put it in my golf bag again. And I'm going to, I'm going to use it this year on the golf course. And so that's, that's all I want to do because new golf clubs are far too expensive and people are on a really tight budget. I'm on a tight budget. There are so many great used golf clubs on the market that you can get for dirt cheap that that were used to win the Masters back in the 80s or the British Open back in the 90s or the US Open back in the 2000s, whatever. You can get a great deal on used golf equipment if you just look around. You know, there's OfferUp, there's eBay, there's Played Against Sports, there's uh, Roger Dunn Golf Shop, there's Goodwill. Goodwill is a great place to get used golf clubs. Great golf clubs, if you know what you're looking for. So, anyway, check out my YouTube channel. Check out all that stuff that I mentioned before. Keep it relevant out there. Never, ever wear your golf shoes on the practice green. And thank you for listening to the Knackered Golfist Podcast. Good night. And everybody was just going crazy. Everybody was just going nuts over this Patrick Reed stuff. And it was like plain as day seeing it in real time. The whole golf world freaking saw this. And it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? This is a huge deal. And so you, you go 24 hours. You're still watching people on Facebook and Twitter and going crazy with this Patrick Reed stuff. And you come back for the Sunday coverage, and they're starting to go into, like, what happened, and then they're getting opinions from all these other analysts. You started with Nick Faldo, then it went to uh, Ian Baker Finch, and Frank Nobolo, and Dottie Pepper, and, and, and they're like, they're all saying the same thing. You don't touch the ball. You don't freaking touch the ball. It's a PGA Tour tournament. And I, there was a thing about it where I didn't understand the whole lift, clean, and place thing with all the rain that happened. And then somebody said on, on the Facebook chat, it's only in the fairway. So, I don't know. I don't know all the rules. But it's like, 
all I know is you don't touch the ball when it's on the ground. And then they're showing clips of Patrick Reed doing the whole sand shoveling in the bunker at that uh, t- at the Hero World Challenge. And I'm like, oh my god, that's plain as day. I hadn't seen that. And then I heard Peter Costas on the No Laying Up podcast talking about how Patrick Reed put his club down a bunch of times. And you could see the Callaway logo on the ball now. And it's like, you couldn't, you, you weren't able to see that before. You shouldn't be able to see that. And so... What's amazing is that the rules of what's amazing is that he Patrick Reed sort of had the excuse of well there's no fans there and so there's less there's less eyes on the ball and actually what happened and to and to put all of this weight of this whole decision on the shoulders of a volunteer putting an irrigation flag down where the heavy rough is for the player to find the ball that's not cool why would you put all that information? Why would you put all that stuff on a on a on a volunteer when when there should be more eyes on the ball? You have the TV coverage showing the ball where it landed, and it's like it's on the left side of Ten Green at Torrey Pines South, and you got a heck of a lot of Kukuya rough there, and it's not it, it's it's going to be it's it's lush. There's a lot of moisture in the in the soil, and it's like. Man, what do you do with that? But so it's like he was able to, he was able to, it it happened again. And so what really, I mean, so I was sort of like fuzzy in my brain about how to, how to, how to think of this thing, thing. but then, and then the, and then Faldo gets up and they're like, what's your opinion, Sir Nick Faldo, winner of six majors? You don't pick up the bloody ball. And so that is really what sealed it for me. Because, I mean, there's so many other conflicting ideas and stuff going on. But it's really as plain as day. Clear there. Clear as crystal. Black and white. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. It's like, oh my god. So what, what, what? people are just going nuts over this. So now this press conference is going on. And who knows what what kind of stuff they're asking him there, and if he's gonna if he's even going to the press conference. So what what does this say for golf going forward? Does, do they... Four, please. The knackered golfist now driving. 